0: Chris Watkin, joined again by the amazing Neil Martin, a state agency training guru, extraordinaire, top bloke he's on. Talk to me about your three C's of a state agency. Okay, Chris. Well, I'll go slightly further with this and say it's three C's of leadership. Go for it. Okay. Um, and the first one is about culture. So, what is the culture of your agency? Because culture is everything, isn't it? Yeah. And I might even take it into a slightly different tangent and say, what's the culture of your team? So, depending on the size of your business, it might be you know, the culture of your team within a corporate, for example. Yes. As opposed to the, the culture of the whole business. Okay. okay. That comes from the values, isn't it? it come, from my mind, it comes from three things. Go on. Values is one of them. Okay. Go on. And before I dig into the other two, where do those values come from? From within, from within. From the leadership team, really. You know, it's like, as a leader, what do you stand for? And how well expressed is that? How well communicated is that? You know, if trust is, is your top value, for example, then, you know, do you actually trust people? Do you demonstrate the thing you say sits at the top of your list? You know, it's no good coming up with a list of words and then not living them. You have to live okay. your values. So you're not just putting something on the wall with a No, few, no. no. No, in fact, it's, I'd almost go, it's in reverse. It's like, how do I show up? Okay, how do I articulate that? Rather than, what can I articulate and, and can I try and be that? No, what are you and how do you actually share that and articulate that to people? So that's number one, is the values. Second bit is, what's the vision? Now... Young businesses are normally really good at sharing their vision because, you know, it's that excitement of, oh, I was trying to find an XYZ agent and I couldn't find one. So I became one. Right. There's that story. And that story gets told a lot when the business is young. Doesn't when it's older, though, does it? When the business is 10, 20, 30 years old, the people that have the story aren't even necessarily there anymore. Mm. And it's been watered down. It's been forgotten. But you imagine if every new person that interacted with your business knew why you existed, knew what that origin story was, knew what that background was, knew what the vision was when things were set up, and, you know, where, where the business was just setting out, and what the vision is now for the future. Because again, the other thing I see a lot is, you know, people in leadership type roles and go, oh yeah, I've got a vision for my business. It's like, okay, if I go and ask the person that just made me a cup of coffee what that is, can they tell me? Because mm. if they can't, you haven't shared the vision properly, right? So it's what are your values, what are your vision, and the other bit is victories. How do you celebrate success? And those three things encapsulate culture. The culture. Because, you know, you think about it, every win, no matter how small or how big, what do you do to recognise that? Because what do people want to feel? Appreciated. You know, but what do a lot of us do as entrepreneurs and leaders and business owners and stuff like that? When something goes, well we go, all right, what's next? Well, guess what? If I've just spent the last, you know, X number of days, weeks, months working on something, I don't just want to be told, okay, now now what? I want to bask in my glory for a minute. I want to feel fantastic about the thing that just went right before I go, what's next? And actually, what's even worse is for a lot of us, we, before we go, what's next, what we actually go is, all right, how can I make this better? What's next? Rather than, how do I celebrate this win? Now, how would I make it even better next time? Okay, now what's next? You know, it's just taking that pause long enough to go, something went right. So that's the first C, which is culture. What's the second one? Conversation. What do you mean by that? Every interaction we have with another human being is a conversation. If I read one of the blog posts that you've written, and I know you've done thousands of, you know, God knows how many agents, right? Every single one of those is a conversation taking place with the reader. Every social media post is a conversation. Every video is a conversation. Every one-to-one chat is a conversation. Every presentation to a group of people is a conversation. Now, in some of those situations, the feedback loop is really easy and really obvious, and in others it's not. But the reason I deliberately call this conversation not communication is communication feels one way. Conversation is about listening as much as it is about talking. If you put something on social media, do you read the comments? Do you interact with the comments? You know, if you send an email out and people respond to it, do you actually read their replies? Or have you got it being sent to a do not reply email box? By the way, never do that. Always have it go somewhere that people can actually monitor it and read it. You know, if you pick the phone up and you talk to someone, you'd listen to what they were saying. You know, and incidentally, really listen. Don't listen with the, you know, when are they going to stop so I know when I can talk next? But listen so you're actually paying attention to the words that are coming from their mouth. Because it may well be what you want to say next is going to change anyway. Right? It's all about that conversation. And how well do you do that? Because one conversation can change everything. If you don't believe me, there are conversations with only three or four words in them that have changed my entire life. You know, words. You know, conversations like Neil, I'm pregnant. My life's never been the same since, right? You know. And so there's there's plenty of simple conversations that can change everything. But we have to pay attention for them, and we have to get good at having conversations, which means getting good at listening and also getting good at responding to things in a way that they fit with the conversation that's taking place. And we, again, like I've mentioned before, we help that other person feel like they're being understood in this situation. What's the third C? Consistency. Mm. It's no good doing it once. How many people do you know that have gone, You know, I wanna lose weight, I'm gonna start a diet. You know, they have a salad on a Monday. And then they go to the gym on a Monday evening. And then they reward themselves with a Chinese and a bottle of wine. And then they wake up Tuesday and go, There's no point doing this. I had a Chinese and a bottle of wine last night. But hey, I went to the gym yesterday, so that's good. No, if you want to have that kind of result, you have to, if you want to have results and change, you have to do things on a consistent basis. Marketing, same thing. You know, content, same thing. It's no good going, I'm going to create like a, you know, a Hollywood style, you know, promotional video every quarter and then I'm gonna put it on Facebook mm. once. No, you're better off picking up your phone and creating a crappy video mm. for 45 seconds every single day, you know, or you know, taking a picture of something and typing a few words mm. around it. What, but it's consistency, it's, it's that consistent effort. You know. If you had a salesperson in your business whose responsibility is to pick the phone up, you don't expect them to only pick the phone up for one hour on a Monday. You know, their job's to pick the phone up. Mm. And no matter how heavy the phone gets, as in no matter how many no's they get, you want them to pick the phone up, you want to pick the phone up fresh, as if it's their first call of the day, every single one. Now, some of that stuff's not so easy to do. It can get tiring, It it can become hard work. I've done a lot of sales stuff on the phone and I can tell you there are days where you get, oh, I really don't want to, I really don't want to make the next call. So what can you do to make yourself ready for that next call? You know, can you go for a little walk? Can you get a glass of water? Can you jump up and down a little bit? Can you play some music that makes you feel good? I don't care what it is, but get yourself into the right emotional state before you start. But keep going and keep going and keep going. And you know, I'm going to use weight loss as an analogy for a minute. Most of us, when we go through some kind of like physical change, We don't notice it at all for a month, six weeks. And quite often other people start to notice the change in us before we do, because we're seeing ourselves every single day. And so the the, the shifts are so gradual, don't really notice them. You know, unless you took a picture on day one and you kind of compare the photos, you probably don't notice the difference because it's really gradual. Other people, you know, unless they're like our significant other that's around all the time, they don't see us so much, right? So, someone that sees you, I don't know, once every three weeks at some kind of like networking event, or you know, someone that works in another one of your branches or another one of your offices that you get together for team meetings once a month, those are the ones that walk in and go, What have you been doing, mate? You're looking really good. The results sometimes take time to pay off. That's the point I'm making. And it's not that they're not paying off, it's just they're so small, you can't tell. You know, but when you look back in three months, six months, 12 months, when you're looking at your P&L in, you know, a year's time, 18 months time, two mm-hmm. years time, and you go, it's the oh, yeah, this, thing. this thing's happened here. This has this, this, this gone, you know, and sometimes it's like that hockey stick thing too, isn't it? It goes along, re- nothing's happening and then it leaps. And it's not that we did one thing that made, because it can feel like we did one thing that made it leap. It's not always that it's the one thing we did that made it leap. So we've been doing that thing consistently and it suddenly hit. You know, I listened to um, a slight random one here, but I listened to, on Audible to uh, Andrew, Andrew Ridgeley from Wham's autobiography recently. And their first Top of the Pops appearance, they actually weren't in the Top 40, which was ridiculously rare for that to have happen. But they were local to the recording studio and one of the bands dropped out. And they'd been on some other thing doing a promo, and you know, they'd been seen by one of the producers. Like, they're at like number 42 or 43 or something. They'll fill the slot. Well, like the week after, they were number three. Now, it wasn't just because of that Top of the Pops appearance. It was everything they'd done that meant that Top of the Pops appearance went well. If they'd waited around and gone, yeah, we're not gonna do any kind of public performances until we get Top of the Pops, they never would have got it. No. You know, when I spoke at one of Jamie Oliver's events, lots of people went, how did that happen, Neil? I got spotted speaking at an event for 25 people by someone that was doing the booking for Jamie Oliver's event. So I was delivering this. I mean, this was doing like a lot of health stuff. I was doing a small juicing workshop in a supermarkets, like training room function suite thing to about 25, 30 people. One of the people in the audience was booking speakers for Jamie Oliver's Big Festival, which is like a music and food festival, and I got approached. If I hadn't done the thing for 25 people, I'd have never got the big festival. And that's the thing with all of this. It's like the little consistent actions, they pay off. Not always in the way we expect, not always in the time scale we'd hope, but they pay off. But if we don't do them, we never get the result. Thank you for your time today, Neil. No, thank you. And just very quickly, I know you're consistent with these videos. And, you know, if there was an audience here, I'd get them to give you a round of applause because you do this stuff. I believe in it. I practice while I preach. But anyway, let's not talk about me. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Cheers, Chris. Cheers.